Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes! Yes! Yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's back at it. Yeet. My, that yeet is only only reflects the views of the producer of this show, not the host. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor. I've had a lot of Ashley Pickle in my life lately. Uh, You're welcome. The managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, is the very well-rested executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Life. It's Ashley Pickle. Hi, team. I didn't have makeup on yesterday, and Tep's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Tep no. like, you look really tired. And I'm like, no, I'm just ugly because I don't have makeup on. <laughs> you did look tired. What do you want me to say? You want me to say, like, oh, God. Uh, that's literally, oh, your face says it enough. He goes, oh, oof. You know, on, on uh, what is that, Christmas story? Oof, Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022, 211 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to, you got a birthday today? Mm-mm. Okay, I always want to give you an opportunity if you have like a friend. I don't know if it's your friend. Uh, today is today is National Shrimp Scampi Day. Um, Interesting. But uh, today is also the birthday of um, Jessica Alba. Happy okay, birthday to Jessica notable. Alba. Uh, it's episode 1,376. On today's show, friends, there was there was a trans a major transfer in college football mm-hmm. in Texas earlier this week. And instead of talking specifically about that transfer, what I want to do is I want to take that and expand it into what we're going to call a college football refresher: who's playing quarterback. Uh, so we're going to talk about if you if you have not paid attention and you need to know who's playing, what the quarterback situation is at each of the 12 FBS teams, we're going to run through it just to kind of get a baseline because there's been a lot of changes and a lot of maneuvering. So we'll talk about that. In the back half of the show, we're going to tell you where we were mm-hmm. um, and discuss our week uh, as Texas football today went on the road, but not to broadcast. We just went on the road to not work. That's not true. We were working. but I was case, working. I was working too. I feel like... We'll get into that. Uh, coming up in the back <laughs> half of the program. Do it first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. 
Uh, congratulations to Aaron Flynn and his family. Oh yeah, look. Okay, we'll go ahead and do this now. I was gonna do oh, this okay, for my bad. final oh. thoughts. No, it's okay. I was gonna do this Sorry, for final you thoughts. David, it popped in my head. Yay! Yay! Uh, Aaron and his beautiful wife adopted their daughter, Ella James Flynn. So welcome. Ella. That's awesome. Look how cute she is. That's awesome. I'm super that, happy for them. That's very very cool. Um, if she doesn't subscribe to the podcast yet, could you? Um, yeah, we need an Ella that? subscription on our could YouTube page, please. Yeah, go to the <laughs> sign, sign her up for a YouTube subscription. And just hit that subscribe button. Adorable. No, congratulations. It's very, That's very awesome. cool. That popped across uh, Twitter. Twitter. And, and I was like, oh, we got to make sure we mentioned mm-hmm. Good job. Good job having that. We did not plan that. No, we obviously, did not. We really did. She had plans for it later in the show. <laughs> uh, but yes, congratulations to the Flynn family. Yeah, very, I had to very, show off the cool. picture because she's just adorable. Very, very, very cool. All right, Pickle. Let's talk a little bit about college football because earlier this week, um, you may have missed it. But the last year's starting quarterback for the Big 12 champions uh, entered the transfer portal. Gary Bohannon, uh, the quarterback for the Baylor Bears, announced that he would be transferring. He went into the transfer portal. Um, and that is obviously pretty big news. Yeah. Um, that They will still field the team. Uh, they will still have a quarterback. We'll talk about that in a moment. But it's it's obviously big news. Whenever you're having something, uh, you know, something like that, that is, that's you know, you're, you're going to have major movement. You're having an opportunity for uh, a, a, an offense to, to look a little bit different. Now, I think Gary Bohannon, I think that your mileage may vary on what you saw from him. I thought he flashed at times and looked really good. I also thought that there were other times where he, um, you know, didn't look so good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There were things like that. So, um, what I want to do, the, the, it's not going to go to Blake Shapen. Blake Shapen, you know, performed, I would say, admirably whenever he was thrust into uh, a, a situation like that. So, what I want to do is take this as an opportunity to go through each of the 12 FPS teams and get you up to speed. Get you up to speed on what exactly college football should look like heading into 2022 as far as the quarterback is concerned. Now, a caveat. Still could be some movement. Something still could change. But for now, here on April 28th, here is exactly where things stand. We'll go in alphabetical order. We'll start with Baylor. Okay. Baylor, of course, uh, we we just talked about (laughs) it. Uh, they are. They will be now turning to Blake Shapen. Blake Shapen was a guy who, when Gary Bohanna was hurt, stepped in. I thought performed well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it the way that they were talking down there in Waco was that it was a true quarterback competition mm-hmm. as far as what it was going to look. It like. said that he had been named before Gary decided he was leaving. Okay, so he happened. said that there that that announcement was at least made to the team, I guess, okay. before uh, maybe not super publicly, mm-hmm. but it was made that he was going to be the starter before Gary then said, "All right, well, I'm out. I'm going to transfer." Yeah, exactly. So he he was didn't want to be a backup, so he's going to transfer. Blake Shapen will be the guy for Baylor again. I thought he looked okay last year. Um, he, he when, whenever he was thrown into thrown into the mix, uh, I believe he started the Big Twelve Championship game. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. So uh, you know, you're talking about a guy who does have some some of those um, some experience. You know, he played in six games last year, but he will be the guy for Baylor going forward, assuming nothing else changes. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of movement. Let's talk about like no movement at all with Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston guys. It's Clayton Toon again. He's back. He's back. Clayton Toon. <laughs> for uh, the umpteenth year. Had a fantastic year last year. Um, he did. Is back for another season and will probably have another fantastic year. So, uh, Houston, no notes. Good stuff. I-, I feel like maybe in this situation, the less we talk about you, probably the better. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So, for Houston, 
pretty darn good. Movement can be good, mm-hmm. but maybe not at this portion of the year, you would think. <laughs> so now let's talk about North Texas. Uh, let's go ahead and start the timer. Do we have to? <laughs> so North Texas had a bad year at quarterback last year. Yeah, they did. They threw for more interceptions than they do did touchdowns uh, with Austin Ani and Jace Reuter. Both of those guys are back. So are a couple of transfers in, in J.D. Head and Stone Earl. From what we understand, it is a straight-up, four-way, free-for-all, who's going to win the starting job there for Seth Luttrell's offense. They've got four options, um, two in-house options and two external options, and they're going to try to figure it out and sort it out. So the answer to who's going to start at quarterback for North Texas in 2022 is shrug like we don't know that is there is truly it does not sound like there's a front runner for the for the position it is a four-way battle royale for the quarterback and to be honest since mason fine has left i don't think that there has been a decision on quarterback made before basically the first week of games basically like monday of the opener yep Right. That's about it. That may be the case. And, we and that's how know. it started off with Mason Fine, too. So they're hoping yeah. to hit on that again. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it has been in the past couple of years. It has been, for sure. Rice. Rice has a situation that I think is a little bit interesting in that they have a pair of quarterback options that are in-house that they're just fighting it out. Mm-hmm. Wiley Green uh, and TJ Anders, or TJ McMahon, rather, were the guys who uh, are, are fighting for the starting role. Mm-hmm. I thought both of them were not very good last year. Mm-hmm. I think they both need them to step up. Um, but they are certainly in... in, in I I think Rice probably should have gone to the transfer portal, to be real honest, to find a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, uh, at least not yet. Maybe they're still searching. But for Wiley Green and TJ McMahon, they're fighting it out for the starting role there at Rice. That's what's going on there with the Owls. SMU, again, very boring. Mm-hmm. Tanner Mordecai. And that's Tanner, what they want. <laughs> Tanner Mordecai's back. Tanner Mordecai was awesome. Tanner Mordecai looks like he'll probably be awesome again, even with a new coach. Uh, yeah, I think that you can write him down uh, in in pen. I don't know if I do Sharpie yet, but you can write him down in pen. Mm-hmm. TCU. TCU's interesting. Yep. Because they have a three-year starter who's back mm-hmm. in Max Duggan. Who is another guy that just seems like he's been there for years. Right. Like, ever. They have a three-year starter. So why aren't we just saying, hey, it's Max Duggan? Yep. Because it's never just been, hey, it's Max Duggan. And, and that's absolutely <laughs> true. It's never been like, oh, he's the guy. He's been good enough to keep the job, but probably not good enough to like be the locked and loaded, we can't get any better at this position job. Mm-hmm. Position. Especially with the new coach. The new coach complicates matters mm-hmm. because when they bring in Sonny Dykes, he wants to open up the quarterback competition and figure out what works best for my offense, mm-hmm. what works best for the what I want to do. And that has brought in <clears> – <throat> that means that you're having more of a role from Chandler Morris. Mm-hmm. Chandler Morris, of course, came in and beat Baylor last year. Um, this is a, a guy who certainly has skill set. They are two, I would say, differing skill sets, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a matter of, I think – I don't know. Maybe Max Duggan is just better. I don't know. I don't have the quarterback eye that Sonny Dykes does. But I think it's fair to say that they are at least close enough in total talent Mm -hmm. that whatever style of offense and whatever style of quarterback that they want, that Sonny Dykes wants, 
they're going to go with him. And Gary Patterson was such a defensive first person. He It felt more along the line of needing someone to just consistently get the job done. Yes. Sonny Dykes is a little bit more flashy. Now, whether that's with a, running, a really good running back or good wide receivers, you don't really know. But I think there is a flash level that I'm not 100% positive if Duggan can fill out. Absolutely. So... That is, but I've been doubting him literally sure. every single year. So I, he continues to kind of just prove me wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. take that as you will. Yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> grain of salt there. Texas. So Texas, you may have heard, got a transfer from Ohio State and Quinn Ewers. Never heard of him. And Quinn Ewers, I think, ever once he once he transferred, everyone said that's the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian's just playing games, and he probably is. Yeah. He probably is. Quinn, you want to be clear. Quinn Ewers is probably the guy. Probably the guy. You would think. But the way that he talks and saying, mm, Hudson Card, looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be Hudson Card. I think maybe it's a, I think it might be just a motivation factor uh, and maybe a situation where you don't want Hudson Card to transfer. Right. You're trying to hold him. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. But they have certainly been coy enough about l- naming Quinn Ewers as the starter that. You have to leave a little room, wiggle room for Hudson Card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it'll be Quinn Ewers. I think he'll start. The, he'll start for Texas. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of the way that that narrative has been shaped. I do there. like the the point being brought of maybe a competitive mm-hmm. kind of push to Ewers because I think everybody in the nation knows how good he is, and mm-hmm. so sometimes you need to make sure like to keep maybe yeah. a level head on the kid. Texas A and M. Texas A&M, I think, has one of the more interesting quarterback situations down there mm-hmm. in the state. You have Haynes King. Haynes mm-hmm. King was the starter last year who got injured in week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Colorado. Yeah, at which point they brought in Zach Calzada for the rest of the year. Zach Calzada has transferred to LSU. No, Auburn. 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 Thank you. Um, so Haynes King, you would say, okay, this should be his job to lose. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. They also brought in a transfer from LSU in Max Johnson. Max Johnson... Uh, was okay for LSU. Um, and so the question is going to be, can he win that job out from underneath? Uh, he's the more veteran guy. He's got more of a, the reps under his belt. There's also Connor Wigman. Mm-hmm. And Jimbo Fisher has not been shy about playing whoever the best quarterback is. Mm-hmm. And if he believes that Connor Wigman's the best quarterback on campus, then Connor Wigman's going to start. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I haven't talked with Jimbo lately. But... <laughs> If that's the case, then I don't think you can rule out the true freshman, Connor Wigman. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you were to ask me, based on reading the tea leaves and based on talking to people down there in A and M, what the the it go what it looks like, I think Max Johnson is presently a little bit ahead mm-hmm. of of Haynes King, who's presently a little bit ahead of Connor Wigman. But all those things can change. Well, and I also heard that the the quarterback showing they all three came in in the spring game, and I heard that all three of them were like no one stood out above no the rest it was yeah. very if you were looking for that game to give you answers you did not walk away with the answer you were looking for and right. I'm not saying that there none of them are bad players but that did not prove any sort of major gap between the three right so A&M certainly got a very interesting one then there's Texas State Texas State had a guy mm-hmm. in Brady McBride he is on the move mm-hmm. he's transferring uh, I believe it's going to be his third school now. Memphis? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he transferred in. Memphis, Texas State, and now Appalachian State is where he's landing. But they brought in their own transfer, Jake Spavital did, in Arkansas State's Lane Hatcher. This is the big acquisition for them in the offseason, and I do include also their recruiting like 
class. Yeah. This was their big acquisition. Because they did actually have a recruiting yeah. class this year. I think one. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> Maybe two. Um, Lane Hatcher is the guy going to be the guy there. He is a veteran presence, a guy that they believe can run the offense the way that they want it. Um, Brady McBride. I think Brady McBride was okay last year. I think he kind of got his legs come out, cut out from underneath him because of a poor offensive line. We'll see if they've improved that. But Lane Hatcher will be the guy there at Texas State. Um, that's pretty much locked and loaded. It would be really shocking if anybody else won the job. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech, another new another new coach, mm-hmm. Joey McGuire, and another situation pretty similar to, I would say similar to TCU's, in the sense that you have an incumbent mm-hmm. in Tyler Shuck. Yeah. You could also consider Donovan Smith the incumbent, mm-hmm. considering he came in and played pretty well as well for Tech late in the season. Mm-hmm. They've also got Baron Morton. Now, Baron Morton was a guy that I believe was picked up by, I believe it was in the last recruiting class for Matt Wells. Mm-hmm. And I know Matt Wells is crazy about him. Oh, yeah. This also... Anybody f- from West Texas should be crazy about him. This also feels like the, te- the TCU situation in the sense that new coach is going to look at this and say, all right, coaching staff, which of these guys is going to be able to operate our offense best? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're certainly... The, the veteran here is Tyler Shuck. The... Uh, maybe the hot name has been Donovan Smith, the guy who came in last year and, and performed pretty well. Yep. The, the wild card there is Baron Morton. Could be any of them. Well, and that's the thing, too. We talked about this with TCU and Dykes, is we at least have some sort of an idea of the offense that he does run. We, Joey is a first-year – Coach McGuire is a first-year head coach in college football, so we, we don't have anything to go off of. And – that's an outstanding point. And the other point about Joey McGuire mm-hmm. is you look at the Cedar look Hill at, teams. Look at the last time he was a head coach at Cedar Hill. And you look at each of their state championship teams. He's a personnel they were guy. So different. Yep. Personnel guy. We're gonna it's not gonna be the tail wags the dog here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They are going to look at their personnel, they're gonna figure out what offense works best, and they're gonna implement that offense. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes, I think, Texas Tech such a, such an interesting thing is they can – if they were to pick Donovan Smith, the offense could look totally different than in they, if they picked Baron Morton. Absolutely. It's very interesting out there at Tech. UTEP. The Miners. Pretty boring. Gavin Hardison's back. Yeah. Gavin Hardison. For the first time in what feels like forever, UTEP is bringing back a quarterback you feel pretty good about. Now it stinks because they lost their star wide receiver, so we're going to have to fill that, but the quarterback. We'll we'll find out exactly how much of it was Gavin Hardison, Mm -hmm. right? But this is a, for the first time in what feels like eons, they've got some consistency at the quarterback spot, and that feels pretty good. And finally, there's UTSA. Same thing. Frank Harris is back. Mm-hmm. Frank Harris is back at UTSA. He will be the starter there, uh, barring some sort of craziness. But I would think that especially with so much tumult, I like that word, I in do. the uh, in the backfield at the running back spot, I would imagine that they are going to stick with Frank Harris to be the guy there for Jeff Trailer's offense. That would make so, sense. So all told, you've got four returning starters that I would say are pretty well locked in. Okay. Clay- yeah, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. Tanner Mordecai, Gavin Hardison, Frank Harris. Seems right. Pretty well lucked in. You've got two transfers that I think will almost definitely start. Mm -hmm. Quinn Ewers and Lane Hatcher at Texas State. You've got one incumbent backup who is moving into a starting role, and that's Baylor, Mm -hmm. with Blake Shapin, who was the backup last year, now going to, like, overtake the the incumbent Mm -hmm. and take it over. That's what's happening there. And then you have what I think is five... Straight up competitions of varying size and varying intensity. Yeah. Uh, North Texas, mm-hmm. wide open. Uh, Rice, 
pretty wide open, but they know what they're they certainly know what they're dealing with with all the all the factors that they've right. got. TCU, I guess you'll call it a competition simply because of the coaching situation. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, that's really a player thing. I think it's more of a coaching thing. Um, Texas A&M, pretty wide open competition, it sounds like. That's a player thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Texas Tech, mm-hmm. where new coach going in there, figuring things out, yep. what they want them to do. So there you go. That's a refresher. If you've been lost in sauce and mm-hmm. you don't know exactly what's going on in the quarterback spot, that's who should start for every FBS team in the state in 2022. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to get the 2022 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you before it hits newsstands. We go to press in uh, a month and a day. Four, mm, four. No, we go to in less than a day, less than a month, because the 27th. Oh, see, I can it, Ooh. We're about to get into a fight. How long is a month? Mm, this is true. Cause is there's it four this... weeks? Or is it, yeah. You know okay, I mean? okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Because the other thing is... If you're you have... going numeric-wise, it's less Correct. than a month. If you're going week-wise, you are... Yeah. Because, and, and I'll tell you, uh-huh. when you have kids, you start running into that too. Because like, how old are they? It's like, oh, they're like three months. It's like, no, they're not. They're actually like 12 weeks. Yeah. And then like, you, mix, the... yeah. <laughs> you mix in a leap year and it's yeah, just no, destroyed. <laughs> Did you know that 35% of college athletes quit their sport or transfer schools by the end of their sophomore year? That's because most high school athletes only consider athletics when picking a college. They skip over other important factors like college major, location, scholarships, long-term goals. With so much to consider, how do you make sure you're choosing the right school? That's where athletes to athletes come in. Athletes to Athletes is a college counseling program built specifically for student athletes and their family. They provide a holistic approach to find you, uh, the uh, to help you find the college program that best fits all of your needs, both on and off the field. Go to athletes to athletes.com slash DC today to f- schedule your free information session and see how they can help you find the best college program for you. That's athletes to athletes.com slash DC. All right, Pickle. We were gone. Yes. We left um, We left the friendly confines of the nurturing biosphere of the mothership. We left the entire state. We left the entire state. And we went to Nevada. Nevada. I think it's Nevada. I say Nevada. I don't like the hard A. That's just like Colorado and Colorado. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the hard A. Southern girl. <laughs> we are, and so we went out to Las Vegas um, on Monday Monday afternoon. We had a flight mm-hmm. out there to Las Vegas. Yeah, shout out Mallory again for running the show that yes. day. Yes, um, because we were going out there for the National Association of Broadcasters annual show. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a bit of a story behind this. Yes. Back in 2019. <laughs> Let's go to the way back machine. <laughs> back in 2019, our boss, Adam. Mm-hmm came to us and said I was just in Las Vegas for the NAB show and A this thing is amazing and you guys need to go mm-hmm. and B there was no reason for me to be there is what Adam said. Yeah. He was like this is all super technical over my head. I don't know what I'm looking yeah. at, but I know that you guys could benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to go in 2020. Guess what? We tried to go in 2021. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Finally in April 2022 we got to go. We tried to go twice in the year, technically 2021, because mm-hmm. they had moved it. They said 
from April to October. So Correct. there was like three different times we tried to get yeah. out of the try two and, years, technically. Trying to attend this thing for a long time. If you don't know, the National Association of Broadcasters show is um, essentially just like a playground of broadcast stuff mm -hmm. and it's the it's the largest broadcasting convention in the entire world and i was telling you this but about 25 percent of the people that were in attendance out of the we're talking thousands of people probably are, hundreds of thousands of people. yeah 25 percent of them are from overseas so mm -hmm. this is a lot of international yeah, heard, companies heard a lot of accents yeah heard a lot of accents. um but it's not just like broadcasting like talking broadcasting it's a equipment purposes too like there was there was like a helicopter booth for like sky cams on helicopter you know like it, this isn't just what we do here <laughs> so so when we go to the thsca coaching school and convention that's a mm -hmm. massive show huge it's a massive show and Fourteen thousand coaches yeah and i believe they had like 120 different exhibitors last year which is a lot a if ton. you're in a room with 120 different booths that's a lot <laughs> uh this had over 900 yep <laughs> it was booths <laughs> enormous and and so we went out there, and and wandered around. Got a, got got to look at a lot of cool stuff. You were you were in your bag. Mm -hmm. you I was I was in nerd heaven. You really were. You were in you were in tech nerd heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, going around talking to people. You were in classes as well. They do mm -hmm. these seminars, uh, and, and and you got to learn a whole lot from a lot of experts. Um, what's so interesting about this? You go out there, and there are there are people. It feels like there's two groups of people, and we aren't in either group. Mm -hmm. There's the people who are from giant media corporations, giant yes. broadcasting outlets, giant organizations that do some sort of broadcasting. Mm -hmm. uh, ABC News Radio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm the technical director for the, uh, a Fox affiliate in Nashville. Yeah. You know, things like that. Those types. Like of things. Lester Holt spoke at yeah, one point. Yeah, you know? exactly. On the other side, you have like... I don't even want to say individual content creators because what uh, I don't mean like YouTubers. They they call themselves creatives. Yes, that's what creatives. Yeah, kind of freelance. That's what people, they deem them. People who are editors, people who are mm -hmm. are kind of one man bands. And it's funny because when you put it in the perspective this way too, it can be one of those creatives can technically work on like the Avatar movies or whatever. Like yes. it can be for a huge production, but they're freelance hired out working on for Sony or Pixar or right. whatever that type of thing. Exactly. And so there were both of those. And we kind of aren't either. Yeah. <laughs> what I found so interesting is we were walking around and we would kind of introduce ourselves to people and start talking to them and we'd start explaining what we do. Hey, we do a variety of podcasts. We have a studio space. We mm -hmm. do a live lot of, shows. Lot, lot, we have live shows. We, we have a we, website. We have a streaming service that broadcasts, you know, next year it'll be 2,600, you know, mm -hmm. live events and things like that. We do freelance for Bally, you know, that yeah, type of thing. You know, it's stuff. like. We <laughs> kind of do a lot of little things. Yeah. So we're not big, but we're not small. Yeah. And and the reaction from all these people was like, "Oh, you are different. Yeah, you are very interesting. I want to listen. I want to listen yeah. to what you have to say." So that was that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're not out there with a with a multi billion dollar budget, but we're also not out there just trying to scrape together a gig. You yeah, know I mean? exactly. So we had a, a great opportunity, and I thought it was so interesting that like seventy five percent of the stuff there is not for us and never will be for us. Mm -hmm. Like the helicopter. Like the camera that you attach Although to I think helicopter. It would be awesome. Like the uh, the VR stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, that type of stuff was never going to be for us. Right. But then there's like 
25 percent of stuff that that certainly is right up our alley and mm -hmm. we can use and we can help to make our broadcast and what we do here as as well good as we can yeah you brought it up all and we can just tell i so yeah i went to a bunch of different classes and some of them were going to like switcher classes which we use like the board that we use for when the we talk show about and old stuff. girl we mean the switcher yeah <laughs> um but i also went to one class and yeah it was it was talking about kind of like virtual reality editing and stuff like that and so like the guy there had helped work on avatar or he had helped work on sci-fi and side yeah. whatever all that stuff and it's like did i ever need to know some of the stuff he was saying no but it is crazy how you can look at like a macro scale like that and you can find those little micro nuggets that you can use mm -hmm. and stuff and like some of that virtual reality stuff there was like depth of field behind doing it behind a screen and stuff so right. it's like it is funny how everything is very basic but that it can branch out into so many different directions absolutely and and so you know you you the amount of equipment in this room, Will and I, it was the three of us, myself, I guess I should say, myself, Pickle, and, and Will Wilkerson, um, we went out there, and Will, you were in a class at one point, Will and I were just walking around, and Will turned to me, he's like, there is like billions of dollars of equipment in this yeah. room right now. It's insane. The other thing that I thought was so interesting, and I guess this is this makes sense, because you have, this is the way to do it, at a lot of these places, there's obviously a lot of people selling cameras, mm -hmm. right? Canon and Sony. Sony, yeah. Big camera companies, right? And they have these massive booths. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they do is they want you to try out the camera. Yeah. But they want you to try out the camera not by just like pointing it and zooming mm -hmm. and some of that. They want you to be like as if you're shooting something. And so what they will do is they will have what I would only describe as like live scenes. Mm-hmm happening like to for an example there was one of them and it looked like it looked like you were in paris like from what you could see on the camera it was you know a sitting at a table there's like the eiffel tower behind you kind of thing like it's a movie set that they bring in on the show floor and and they want it to be like not to get too far in the weeds but like they want it to be lit differently in different parts yes. so that you can test the, the camera, camera in different ways how it handles these things okay mm -hmm. but part of the what makes this so <laughs> strange is there was another one, it's like this woman who's playing cello. Uh-huh. So she's up there, she's in a red dress, she's playing cello. And all I kept thinking is like, these people, this woman up there is hired to sit there and just like sit there. Yeah. And have the camera pointed at her. There was she's one. She's not talking. Uh -uh. She's not doing anything. She's on her phone. She's just sitting there. Mm, they're paid actors. And yeah. there was one where it was a, I think it might have been the Paris one. There was a couple that was yeah. supposed to be on a date. So there was cameras pointed like one at the guy, one at the girl, one at both of them, yeah. one from behind. So you could see all the different angles. And like you said, the lighting. But yeah, it's literally two people who probably didn't know each other beforehand sitting there having to have small talk like they're on a date for, for eight hours. Eight hours while the showroom's open. It was one of the, it was one of the more bizarre. <laughs> things I think I saw there but we had a great time and we and we learned a lot and mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll be able to implement the, some of the stuff that we have in, in what we do and then also you know hopefully we can upgrade some equipment and all that fun stuff so that was fun um the the the, the city was in I don't know if you've you've ever heard of Las Vegas mm -hmm. most people haven't most people haven't um one of the things that I think is is very interesting I don't know if you know this but there's a big event sports event happening tonight starting mm -hmm. tonight the NFL Draft. Yes. And the NFL Draft is in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. I think you posted on Instagram about, like, you, know, like you, you took a photo of, of, like... Of the stage. Of the, of the stage or mm -hmm. something. And I think everybody assumed you were there covering the draft. Yeah, and I was like, no. no, no. I'm over here trying to be a technical nerd. Yeah, we're, like... we're here trying to, trying to learn how to zoom. <laughs> zoom yeah. Um, 
But what is so intriguing, like the like the the we drove by on drove by stretch. We walked by one stage, which is in the fountains of the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. It's in the fountain. Yeah, like in the where the right <laughs> where the fountains are going off. Like the whole stage is on the water. And then west of the let me make sure yeah wet east of the strip mm-hmm. east of the strip is where the the big set is, and it is this massive cacophonous what looks like an airplane hangar. Yeah, it looks like a it's a giant amphitheater yeah. basically. A, a, a giant giant amphitheater where they've got the stage set up and it really is it really does put into focus what happens when an organization with that much money decides to throw a party. yeah because in the and in, in the the pawn thing of the bellagio it wasn't just the state like i think they're doing we talked about it i think they're doing the first round draft picks from there like roger will definitely be mm-hmm. standing on that stage but there was another stage off to like the left of it that had a tv set on it so i don't we don't we didn't know if it was nfl network or espn or whatever but there are yeah. two stages actually on the water right um and so that was super cool. That was really cool to see. We did notice Tuesday night as we were walking around. I think it was Will who brought it up. He mm-hmm. goes, you know, looks like there's a lot more NFL jerseys walking around. There's like yeah. guys who are flying in for the draft, mm-hmm. which always seem weird to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not, not, we talked about this, though. Not in Vegas, though, because there's other yes. stuff that you can do. If you're going to one in like when it's in Detroit in a couple years, I'd be kind of going... The other thing we noticed, too, and we actually asked one of the security guards, but there are security guards standing at that stage for 24 hours. Like, ever since it's been set up there, because there's giant, like, huge jib cameras and all that stuff Mm -hmm. just out there. It's all covered up and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they were like, yeah, we have to have 24-hour surveillance out here. Sure. And they said they're closing down half the strip for it. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Um, We did wander the, the city. Um, we did, we did find our way into some of the local establishments they have mm-hmm. there. Um, and I, this is the first time I, I, I was wearing my, my little, my little smartwatch, uh-huh. uh, over the course of Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, which uh, counts for, we walked a ton at the show, mm-hmm. right? There's that because the floor is so huge. It's massive. But then also just walking around yeah. in Vegas, uh, 26 it, miles yeah. we counted. So that's cool. The, the feet, the feet were hurting uh, dogs yesterday. Were barking. Yeah. Dogs were barking. Because I was also in like business, like kind of business casual attire. Yeah. So I had on sandals. I didn't have on like tennis shoes. Oof. See, I wore my kill shots and they were held yeah. up great. Um, now, you know, I won't go too far into, there's a, lot, a few different things. One, I won't go too far into, into the, 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 the extracurricular activities, but we did make our way on Tuesday night Mm-hmm. At Pickle's request, over to Fremont Street, mm-hmm. which is Fremont Street is the downtown. Like the old strip, old basically, Vegas. is what people call it. Old Vegas. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. There's a hotel there. I guess we'll just <laughs> blow them up. Call. Go. I hope that you're talking about what I think you're talking about. I was going to talk about Circa. Oh, yes. I was going to talk about the sports book. Because you have never done, you told me you've never done the sports book. I had not. No, I had only ever been to Vegas twice beforehand. One when I was young, and the mm-hmm. other one was for a friend's 21st birthday, and she's not a sports fan. So yeah. that was just not, it wasn't mm-hmm. my birthday, that was just not on the agenda. Sure. So, now I'd never been to, the, now I'm, I love the sports book. I love that it's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never been to this one. It must be a relatively new casino. Yes. Um, that's the most impressive sports book I've ever seen. It was absolutely amazing that entire place was just i mean from stem to stern was unbelievable real and um and i think you got a great experience because i did have some dolores on um, he had a vetted rooting interest for which we will not say but he did 
No, I don't mind. <laughs> I needed Memphis to win. I needed Memphis to beat. To, and, and if you if you remember, if you if you're an NBA fan, they won on a buzzer beater by John Morant. Yep. Uh, on the, in the final second, made a big comeback fourth quarter, won it late. That you was an got, outstanding experience, and you got to see it. Mm-hmm. That to me is the magic. Yes. The magic there is like you're there. A lot of people around you have different rooting interests, mm-hmm. and so the electricity there, whenever like big things are happening. Uh-huh. It's choice. It was great, and the, there was a there was a gentleman a couple rows down in front of us that had a Memphis jersey on. Yeah. So seeing his excitement, it's like he was at in, the game. Yeah, exactly. It really exactly. was. Well, in that place, I, to say how impressive this sports book was, when we when you look over to your left, there's like this elevated kind of glass box, and we recognized we were like, that's a that's a TV studio, and it was the. It's like the it's like the sports gambling network. Work, or something yeah, like that. and so that's where their that's where their studios are housed out of. So that's obviously all of the sports book is in the background and i think that that was a clear-cut reason as to why oh, i mean man. it was just it's really nice you just marvel at it which one were you which one on fremont street did you want to talk about what did you get to see for the first time <laughs> he got to pickle, see <laughs> pickle was very excited about this he got to see the golden nugget like not the establishment <laughs> the actual golden nugget pickle. that is in the back of the golden nugget pickle was in full tourist mode she's like guys <laughs> we gotta go see the nugget you had never seen it before it's really it. impressive it's pretty cool it's a huge i don't remember how heavy it says it is it's like something like 64 64 pounds or something, pounds or something of gold it's really cool yeah, it's it spins worth like a couple million dollars yeah something like that so we did get to see that um yeah it was a great time we had a great time out there. We learned a lot. We came back. Yeah. It was information overload. Your your notebook was... Was insane. <laughs> your notebook. You, she came out of one of these things. She starts flipping. I'm like, is that from like this year? She's like, no, that's from today. Day, yeah, flipping yeah. it was right. the first class I had went to um, really early in the morning. We're sitting there, and I'm just riding away. <laughs> yeah. It was also... Um, you were also one of how many women in that class? Uh, I went to a bunch of classes, and I think I saw maybe two... Maybe three women the entire behind the, time. Behind the scenes in media is pretty pretty dude centric. Yeah, so. it was uh, it was a lot. I tweeted it out, but if anyone's seen Legally Blonde, where she's the only like blonde female in the entire like Harvard Law School class, that's how I felt because they're like, w- "Are you lost?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a great time. I can nerd too. It was a great time. We had a good time. Um, we were all very very tired at the end of mm-hmm. it but it was all worth it to go out there to the nab show in yeah. las vegas and anyway i had a bunch of broadcasting friends reach out to me and it's like is this worth it is this something mm-hmm. i should go do absolutely 110 percent. and like you said there's something for everyone there we don't need all of that information but there was definitely a lot of information that we did need yeah we don't need like the ai reporter technology oh that was creepy very creepy uh, very but weird. like the, it was it was so fun i don't know i just keep going back to like they've got the 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 helicopter camera and then they also have like will make you the the custom foam for your like to go over your microphone, microphones yeah like that. so if we want to say dave campbell's we could get it we could get anyway, it yep. so it's a fun time out there let's go over to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts um well I don't really have one. I was going to do the Aaron Flynn thing, but we, I appreciate him doing that. Uh, we will have a show. To, oh, I, well, I guess I can tease this. Um, Saturday, you're unfortunately not going to be able to no, make it this year. i got to be a dad. But me, Grev, Greg Powers, and I know for a fact Ishmael Johnson are heading down to Round Rock for the high, uh, Texas High School 
barbecue state championships yep. again. Last year it was in Lano. It is not this year. It's at Del Diamond and Round Rock. But there will be more barbecue content at some point probably next week. Next Damn. week's a very busy week, so if not, the week after that. And Powers did sign up to be a judge. Yes. So you can see the happiest man on earth mm-hmm. again um, for the second time. There we go. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.